0: Welcome to the Beer and Pretzel Podcast, your host for one-shot role-playing games. My name's Austin. And this is Travis. And we're here with Luciella Scarlet, the author of Fight Bears, Cough Blood, Kill God, and other role-playing games. Thank you very much for coming on our show, by the way.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: We want to talk to you about this game, but also other role-playing games you've been a part of. But something I always ask role-playing game offers and creators at the beginning is that making role-playing games is a very artistic talent but unlike other things there's not a set path necessarily into game creation like with uh, I went to school for a film and with that there's kind of a set path to getting into film for most uh, directors or filmmakers out there with some variations of course but everyone we talk to who's made really awesome and creative role-playing games have their own unique way of how they got into this field. So would you mind kind of telling us about how you got into role-playing games in general, but mostly about game creation itself and like how you got to this point that you want to make your own games?
1: So I started off playing, I think a lot of people get into role-playing games um, through Dungeons and Dragons. Um, So played for a while, GMed for a while, uh, and I actually ended up writing Dungeons and Dragons content and publishing on DMs Guild. Um, A little while later, I played my first indie RPG, which was Honey Heist, I believe, um, which is a fantastic one-page RPG um, and so different from Dungeons & Dragons, which is something like 700 pages, I think, total.
0: Yeah, something Um, like
1: that something like that yeah so um that's part of i think what really drew me into um indie gaming is the fact that i have a short attention span um and indie rpgs well not all of them but a lot of them tend to be a bit shorter a bit easier to pick up um and in terms of how i started writing games how how i moved from dungeons and dragons to writing my own games um just sort of happened one day, I think, uh, sort of what you're saying for other designers. Um, joined a few game jams, and I think the thing with itch.io or self publishing games is it's actually really easy to get started. The entry barrier is very, very low. Um, it's hard to do well as a designer, but it's not hard to get started at all.
0: And how long have you been creating your own games, or I guess playing role playing games in general, too?
1: It's probably been at least three or four years now that I've been writing my own games, playing games, Dungeons and Dragons, probably been playing that for up to 10 years total on and off. Um, And before that, I guess, probably even before Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Murder Mystery Parties would have been my first role playing games. And that was a big hit when I was a teenager
0: it's funny you mentioned Honey Heist Honey Heist is actually like one of the first role playing games we played on this podcast and Grant Howitt was like the first or second game creator that we talked to I
2: think he was the first
0: yeah that game is a blast it's actually one also the first indie games i picked up because i played in college at that time we were just playing dungeon dragons i guess i wasn't cultured enough to see the many many awesome games out there but i was playing deadlands as well that's true i was playing deadlands um but picking up honey heist is like It's like a one or two-page RPG, like you said. Very different than D&D about bears doing a heist where they steal honey and they wear a variety of hats, which is hilarious. Speaking of which, a lot of the role-playing games you have on your Itch channel... Have very, really awesome titles, like, of course, fight bears, cough blood, kill god. If then you have like a wretched lunchathon with your best friend who sucks at cooking, with these awesome titles that go to fun games, do you come up with the titles before or after creating the role playing game?
1: It depends on the specific game. Um, yeah, the titles just sort of come to me, and a lot of the time I'm just choosing the first thing that comes to my head. Um, so there's not really a lot of thought that goes into those, but somehow it works out.
2: So, my first question is gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you. I kind of have a short attention span, which is why I like Dungeons and Dragons, but I don't like character creation because it takes forever. <laughs> but this game was pretty simple. I, I enjoyed building the characters. It was what three, four questions?
0: Oh uh, well, I think I gave you three or four questions, but, yeah, but, in but total, I'm saying per person. Yeah, three in total, four. I think on the document it's like eight or so. But yeah,
2: it's, it's a few for you, a few for me, and a few for the the ant- enemy, the yep. antagonist. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, how did you? kind of come up with that idea because i loved it
0: yeah to go off what travis was saying it was kind of fun because travis had a set of questions that he answered i had my own even me and him came together to create the enemy's questions and answers so together we made our own characters but also we worked on the enemy who we eventually fought at the end so yeah me and him really loved the character creation for your game
1: yeah, I'm going to answer a lot of these questions by sort of referring to other people's indie games. Um, the influence behind the questions sort of process was probably For the Queen um, or a lot of those sort of story games where, because um, this this game primarily is a story game. It's, it's not as much like an action game like Dungeons & Dragons. It's about telling a story. So For the Queen is one where... Um, There is no upfront character creation step. You just go through that game learning more about your character as you go. Um, And I really like that as a process of generating a character um, because you you really are just figuring out your own character in response to those questions.
0: With this game, Fight Bears, Cough, Blood, Kill God, to kind of go back to my question about naming it, it's this game and Bigfoot stole my best friend's birthday present in my car are the best titles for role-playing games that we've played. Uh, To go off my early question, did you come up with this before or afterwards, and how do you come up with that really great title?
1: Yeah, I think that for this uh, this specific game, I think the title came after the concept um, and just sort of... Yeah, I mean, like I said, a lot of the time I am naming things impulsively. It's just whatever sort of comes into my head. Um, And this was three things that came into my head, which I just sort of slapped together. Because I think that title... Has a really nice rhythm to it. <laughs> it's very sort of blunt, just, um, it tells you exactly what the game is about, mm. right?
0: <laughs> it, no, it really does, yeah. We get right down to the point, mm. yeah. I love it.
2: We didn't fight any bears, also. I was a little disappointed.
0: Oh, that's true. I should have had some Arctic bears.
2: <laughs> uh, we went on your, uh, your website and we saw a few of the games you've created so far. And I was wondering, do you have a particular favorite game that you've? created or worked on
1: definitely the the favorite and i think also the most polished game that i have created is called cage of sand um which is a time loop horror game for minimum one player but you can really play it with as many people as you like um this one's another storytelling game but a very different tone um and to a certain extent it's not even a role-playing game in a sense that you're not taking on individual roles, you're telling a story by drawing cards. Um, and how it works is essentially, like I said, it's a time loop horror game. So um, you meet a bunch of characters, um, a bunch of characters die, the time resets itself and you forget most of what happened, um, or your character forgets most of what happened, But as players, you have to figure out what are the common patterns here Um, as this loop is repeating itself, slightly different things happening each time. Um, And like I said, as players, you're trying to figure out and make a story out of it. And that really stems from things like drawing the same cards repeatedly. And again, in response to responding to certain prompts. Mm. So that would definitely be my favorite game that I've written so far. Um, and but like I said, totally different, um, totally different tone to this one.
0: So by time loop, do you mean kind of like Groundhog Day in that everything like loops back after you die?
1: Yeah, um, like Groundhog Day. Um, the inspiration for this one probably more uh, Higurashi and Umineko or the When They Cry series, which is yeah another anime. Um, because yeah, unlike Groundhog Day, where everything. Well, I mean, it, it, the horror in that is the fact that the time is repeating itself. Um, the horror in this is both the fact that time is repeating itself and a lot of people are dying, <laughs> and you don't know why. Um, so it, it is really a game about helplessness, um, and you as the player get to decide, does the character ever escape from that, uh, and what are the conditions of their escape, or are they stuck there forever? Um, so, yeah, I think you can, you can form really interesting stories out of it. Um, and it also works in a lot of different settings. So um, I've played it in like a cruise ship setting, played it in like a 1950s rich family living in a mansion setting. I've done one which was um, uh, space opera, which was interesting. So, yeah.
0: That sounds pretty fun. And when I was at work earlier, I was looking into your games, and when I was reading to um, Cage of Sand – because on your website it says that's the game that for you is most popular with people and i was like oh that's such a cool idea a time loop horror game i see that you also made this into a uh you gave it a license so people could take the game mechanics and put it for their own games is that correct
1: yes yeah yeah so there is um an SID for that system reference document. So um, yeah, and that license is totally free. So you can go and download that one and um, play with it and make whatever games you like using very similar mechanics. Oh,
0: huh, that's cool. Cause hmm. the last people we just talked to on this podcast of uh, Vincent and Meg uh, Baker, who created the powered by the apocalypse system. Of course they did something very similar that's been spawned off into many other role-playing games. So what was it about this that you decided that, hey, instead of just kind of using it for this game, it might be interesting to see what other people will do with my game system? What kind of led you to go, hey, I'll try to create this license so people can use the same system for their own games?
1: Just really curiosity to see if other people do use it to create anything. Um, One of my friends or another game designer I know um, created the system called The Wretched, or um, sorry, that's the original game is called um, The Wretched. Um, Just trying to remember what the actual game system born from that is called. Whoops. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that one, uh, he did a full sort of uh, game jam where people could actually create their own games off that. I actually participated in that and made another game, which is um so the original the wretched game is um definitely horror and you're stuck in this basically hopeless situation with a very very small chance of success um and so it is very much a horror game so but I took that and made this comedy game where your friend is trying to cook you a nice lunch and definitely burning down the kitchen that that's kind of the fun of creating licenses is that you actually you don't know what people are going to create from them so I, I have no idea if anyone's actually touched this license yet, um, to be honest, but uh, it would be very cool if they did.
2: Uh, our scenario for the game was, uh, it was like kind of an Ice Age type early humans. Yeah, Primal inspired. Yeah, we by uh, we stars off Primal. Um, I was wondering what are some good ones or just any that you've heard of for different scenarios people have come up with for this game that you liked or maybe didn't like? Or ones that you've played yourself, like what we
0: really liked about this was that it's so open we spent like 15 20 minutes actually probably longer than that to be what premise to do for this game because it's very open-ended of what you can kind of do as long as you can come up with a cool like location a master a novice um yeah so like what you said travis like what else have you heard of people doing or once you've done yourself
1: To my mind, it works very well in wilderness settings um, where you can sort of go in a lot of different locations. I really liked your Ice Age setting. I thought that was fantastic. Um, So to be honest, that's probably one of my favourites. Hey, Um, good job, Travis.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We picked a good one. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I've also seen, um, I think the original playtest for this one um, from last year was actually in more of a sort of city setting. Yeah. or kind of post apocalyptic city setting. Um, so it does work in a few different settings, but I, I really, I did really like yours.
0: So with Fight Bears Cough Blood Kill God, you list like uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Dragon Ball as like the anime inspirations for this game of a master training the novice and eventually he gets strong enough where he can fight the antagonist. Besides anime, which is listed on the document, do you have any other inspirations that aren't anime either live action movies or books or video games
1: yeah i'll be honest i'm very much an anime person video (laughs) games as well i think is where the kill god aspect really comes in Mm -hmm. but (laughs) um but definitely i mean i've i've heard that kung fu panda is is one of the um that's actually i don't think i've personally seen that movie but that seems to be the one that people sort of jump to in terms of like what what they think of when they hear that title and read what the game is about. Um, for me, though, I'm just very much an anime lover, and I built this game off um, a lot of like the the content that I consumed when I was growing up. So stuff that is sort of in the back of my mind, even not things I've been I've been watching shortly before writing it.
0: Yeah, and I think when we're playing, I think Travis, you made the comparison to Kung Fu Panda. And I thought, like, it was a good example of, like, what the Karate Kid was.
2: Yes. Yeah. Both those movies are good examples. But uh, as she said, a lot of anime does this. Uh, I've seen at least a few now.
0: Yeah, because Travis is huge into anime, too. So you've probably, you're probably the master of this, too, as well. You kind of got this. I'm not
2: huge into anime. I'm I'm slightly above you.
0: (laughs) All right. That's fair. I don't know. You've been watching that what's that one show, Bleach, the like one thousand episode show?
2: Oh, One Piece. One piece, which is yeah. Well over a thousand episodes. Yeah. I think Bleach just got up there, but yeah. Oh wow. I've started Bleach.
0: Uh so next question for you, Travis. Do you got anything?
2: Uh so this is quite clearly a two person kind of role of playing game where one plays a novice, one plays both kind of the the sensei and the uh the antagonist. Uh, did you ever consider trying to make this or making a game similar to this that could be played by multiple people? Like it'd be almost maybe either multiple students or a couple students and a couple masters or something?
1: I think it could work, but I think, I mean, when I was designing this game, I always saw it as a two player game and very much sort of those two roles. Um, and I guess the, the inspiration for this game was originally a jam theme, which was an unexpected alliance. Um, and the first thing that came into my head was really that bond between the master and the novice. So in my head, it's always been two players. Um, but I mean, you probably could. Um, you probably could adjust this game to have more than two players. Um, it's just, in my mind, it's always been about that specific kind of relationship
0: on your website because with our podcast uh we like playing indie made role-playing games and especially games that are pretty easy to pick up um doesn't necessarily have to be a one-page role-playing game but easy enough to pick up which was great for this game whatever role-playing games would you recommend for us to try let's say besides cage of sand because that is a game just off the premise alone i want to try on this podcast and Brad, who's normally on this show, his game store has a lot of tarot cards, so we have plenty of choices for good tarot card decks to play this game with. So besides that, whatever role-playing games would you suggest we try out on this podcast for good one-shot role-playing games? Yours or somebody else's. Yeah, that's true.
1: I'll suggest one of mine just because it's at the top of my head, and then I'll probably give you a few other suggestions so um, a wretched luncheon with your best friend who sucks at cooking <laughs>
2: that was a very good um, title this one
1: yeah. yeah it's it's technically it's playable as um, you can play it as one person it can be a one player game or it can be a two player game um, and if you play it as a two player game essentially you have one person in the kitchen uh, pretending they're not burning down the kitchen And you have one person sitting in the dining room watching tv and pretending they're not aware of the kitchen burning down um so i think that could be a fun one for you to play um in terms of story games um if you haven't tried it yet for the queen is fantastic it's zero prep it's so easy to get started um you can play this game with People who have never played an RPG before, I would recommend that. It's like a fantastic starter game. Essentially, um, you just go back and forth asking questions and building out your characters um, and... Figuring out so that the final sort of the end to for the queen is you have to decide whether you will defend the queen against um, attackers or whether you will let her die, is pretty much the end of that game. And in order to get to that point, you're figuring out your character's motivations and how they feel about the queen. So that one is a really fantastic game. I definitely recommend that one.
2: Because we just mentioned this how long does it you think it would take you normally to finish a whole game? Like for most. Most of your average games that you've done, like how long do you think the overall process would be, would take? Oh,
1: this is going to be another one where I answer. It depends. For Fight Bears, Cough Blood, Kill God, um, that was actually created for a game jam. So the original draft of it was really only done in a few hours, to be honest. Um, Or. Uh, if I include sort of the layout and editing and all of that stuff probably took about a day to get a first version of that game. Now I went back and edited some additional items yeah. into it and made some changes to it so that I don't a few hours but to be honest that one was done very very quickly. <laughs> some games might take me weeks um, and the word count doesn't necessarily determine how long a game sort of takes to create um, so it's to a certain extent it's how much energy you have at the time to a certain extent it's um whether certain mechanics are easy to like whether they come to your mind quickly or if you sort of have to really think about them um so yeah i mean it it really does depend on the specific game what i will say is most of my games are relatively short um they're anywhere from sort of one page to ten pages um some of them might be slightly longer than that but I'm not writing the next d and I'm writing short indie games that are easy to pick up.
0: When you're not working or working on your own role-playing games, like when you have time to either DM or play other people's role-playing games as a player, what games do you play? Is it mostly Dungeons & Dragons or do you have do you sometimes join other people's campaigns of a different role-playing game?
1: Look, to be honest, I don't really play any cam- any campaign games these days. Um I really like sort of RPGs that you can just pick up and play with no prep work, um, and finish it during the session. So um yeah, i play a lot of sort of different um a lot of different indie RPGs. Um actually there's another one you would like is Bleak Spirit, um, I played relatively recently, which you can play with two players as well. Mm. Um that one's another horror game. Well, it's not, not horror, sorry. I would say dark fantasy. Um, and again, uh, very much story based. You can finish it in a single session. Um, I can't actually remember the last time I played a, a campaign. But uh, yeah, it, it's just really nice, I think, these days to not have that pressure of having to prepare um, and having to make sure everyone's available at the same time on a regular basis. <laughs>
0: It's like getting cats into a bag. So trying to get enough people to consistently show up to play a campaign game. That's why, yeah, it's always I mean, fun.
2: <laughs> we have a group of
0: four, and that's difficult. Yeah, or five if you include Austin. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's why I wanted to make this podcast was just playing one-shot role-playing games are great because you don't have to put a lot of time into them necessarily, or you can, but just games are easy to pick up and play and pretty fun of different kinds of genres, which is always great, not just one genre that you're playing for months on end. So my last question would be for game creators out there, or I guess inspiring game creators out there, as a game uh, creator yourself, what are some tips or tricks that you'd give anyone who is like actually thinking about getting into game creation?
1: First tip is just go for it. Because um, like I said, I mean, it's, it's hard to do well in game design in terms of actually making an income out of your game design. But getting started is so, so easy. So there's, there's no reason not to do it. Um, one thing that I would suggest is uh, visit itch.io both in terms of actually checking out the games that are already available there. Because, I mean, other designers really are your major source of inspiration. Um, The other thing that you can do is join Game Jams um, and they will often have a prompt. Um, You will often be able to chat with other creators and get some feedback as you go. Um, So that's a really, really good way to get started. and I'll say as well, most indie game devs are actually quite happy to have a conversation with you around design. I mean, be reasonable, don't expect huge amounts of labor, but if you're just wanting to have a conversation, um, we're generally, I would say, pretty approachable.
0: Yeah, that's something that I really love about the role-playing game community is that everyone is so open to trying their, own, trying their role-playing games and testing them out with each other. It's a very welcoming and open community. So thank you very much, uh, Luciella, for coming on our podcast. Uh, where can people, we mentioned your Itch channel, but where can people find you just on social media, but also where can they find your, Your more importantly, your games?
1: You can find me on Twitter and Itch at uh, LuciellaES. That's L-U-C-I-E-L-L-A-E-S. Um, my pin tweet has a bunch of links in it. Um, and Itch, as I said, is just that again io so um yeah definitely uh check out my stuff um and feel free to say hello
0: awesome and once again thank you very much for coming on our show and talking role-playing games and this role-playing game with us that we just played
1: thank you very much for having me
0: and for everyone that's listened i will be put in a link to uh luciella's uh twitter Uh, she's got a great twitter page right there and uh her itch channel also uh drive through role playing game i found some cool uh dungeon dragons adventures that you wrote including i don't want to give away the title for it because travis can be playing it in uh say 20 minutes or so but we're gonna be playing one of your games tonight actually
1: oh awesome hope you have fun
0: yes thank you and for everyone listening Check out the links below that I just mentioned uh, if you guys want to check out more of the awesome games that she has. And for next time, we're going to be playing... What are we playing next time, Travis? Oh, we're playing uh, Heavy Metal Thunder Mouse.
2: Yeah, the second edition of this, because we played it as our original
0: our first game many many months ago actually first like a year or two ago but Who yeah, was? heavy Metal thunder mouse is next and we are going to be talking to the creator on that podcast as well thanks for everyone listening and we'll hear from you next time on the beer and pretzel podcast